What's up, everybody? Welcome to Witty Banter, episode number 69. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. Joining me today, we've got the long, tall Texan, Hunter Dorsett. Oh, did man. you mess up the episode number again, Chase? Ew. I did not. It's episode 69. What was episode 68? I thought we it was were convinced it was 68. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, did the long, tall Texan just... Eat his words. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. I was just well, being a little cocky I'm, there. Welcome to made, maybe 69 or 68. I made the last episode 68.5. It is 68. I'm fucked up, man. You mean it's 69? I'm Yes. Dang it. <laughs> Shut up. It's fine. Go on. It's, okay, whatever. We make mistakes. Just uh, get me out of this cave. <laughs> okay. And then we've got, of course, Silky Slick, Max Scott. What it do? What it do? That's what on the heels... Of a rather disastrous event for witty banter. A fucking chink in the armor, goddammit. But it only took us a single week to bounce back. We stumbled a little bit, but we caught ourselves. I'm kind of we're back in full force run. Yeah, I'm kind of proud of that uh, resilience that we're showing. Well, I want to kind of go into that here in a bit. But first, let's go ahead and get to the matters that's most important. And that is the beer. Because witty banter is known for reviewing beer. And today we're doing just that. We have... The Lobo Negro Dark Lager, which is from Fredericksburg, Texas, which is actually right outside of Austin, a pretty cool little German town. Hunter, do you have any info on this beer? Yeah, it actually doesn't have a whole lot on uh, some of the stuff I looked up. It basically says that it's like a Munich Dunkel Lager. I know it says Dark Lager, but I think, you know, it being a cool little German town, it might have a German sway to this beer. Uh, 5.5% alcohol by volume, and it's a cool can. Max was noting on Oh, the yeah, I can't get over how tight the can is. It's like <laughs> Why a, is it so tight? It's a hard-working wolf. <laughs> it's a wolf in a construction <laughs> in the In the oil field, you know? like He's getting his hands dirty. Oh, you I can see. tell it's, he just, yeah, he got some oil going right there. He's it's, a working you know, wolf man. He's you're really identifying with the oil field aspect. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and it's super sick, so... So far, oh, look, it's it's five point five percent alcohol by volume, and it smells fucking delicious. Yeah, I just poured it up, too. and it's just like pure malt over here, like kind of a roasty malt too. Yeah, that's, not, it's not like a dark. not like not like coffee or candy, but just like I don't know. It's almost <laughs> like you can smell the wort, like when they made this beer. You know, yeah. it's that kind of it, it's a uh, like oatmeal type of smell. Yeah, mm. it's got a nice light, tight head on it. Like it. Looks good. I'm excited for this one, man. I'm glad that it's a Texas beer. We gotta get, you know, pay homage. Keep it local. You know? It's rich, man. I just took my first sip, and that is a extremely malty beer. It's kind of sweet, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Help me out sweet. here. Yeah, I think it's pretty sweet. I think that while it is very rich and like potent, it's not necessarily very heavy feeling, which I kind of like a lot too. It's cool, guys. I really like this beer. Yeah. Well, ten out of ten. <laughs> Let's wrap this up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I mean. You kind of expect uh, lagers to be a little thin, or at least yeah. to have like a short flavor profile because of the way that they're brewed. Um, and this that's definitely ringing true for this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I it's I think rich is the right word. I mean, it's it's nice and dark, but it's smooth and it's a bit even of creaminess though, in there. Yeah, of? you expect it maybe to be a little bit runnier, but it's not. But it's not <laughs> taken back from Runny. it. Runny. You know? Oh God, like. Yeah. If I was a brewer and someone came back and like I don't know I just found it a little, 
a little runny. <laughs> I would be, I would be <laughs> devastated. Runny, runny, okay. <laughs> runny. <laughs> well, it's All not right. runny, so kudos to that. Well, before we get into the news, I want to go through, ta- I want to take us through what happened, um, I guess, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah. The weekend. So we were supposed to interview um, Eleven Blow Brewery, which we were super excited about. And of course, as you know from the last episode, we got to the parking lot and all of our shit got stolen. And I kind of realize now, looking back on it, that I was totally experiencing shock, like in the very moment that we figured out what had happened. Oh yeah, because because like it was my first reaction uh, to just like almost laugh. And, like, I had to try my best to, like, really hold it back because there was nothing funny about what was going on, (laughs) you know? But, like, I was just – it was just bizarre. It was so unbelievable of a circumstance that you couldn't help but just be like, okay – Where's, <laughs> where's Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. We're reviving punk, huh? It's good one. Was. I'm a weird choice, but good one. So just come on out of here. <laughs> and just like going over like that. I feel like I got to witness like all the different reactions you can take because obviously, Hunter, it was your car that was broken into. You yeah. were the most just like, what the fuck like, yeah. about it, right? Rightfully, right? And a lot of your personal things were taken, which I'm so sorry. Yeah. It was awful. But yeah, we got like <laughs> yours. We got like, you know, the most traditional expected reaction from Hunter. We got, again, we got like the most in shock sort of laughing reaction from Chase. And then you got me, who like none of my personal shit was in the car. <laughs> so I'm like Very equally lucky. just like, I, I am so sorry. So like everybody, I'm like, I, I have my backpack with my one mic in it. And I'm like, I don't I don't know how I got so lucky. I don't, I, 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 like I said, yeah, I like reaction to I it. walked into the bar and got Jason and got all the guys from 11 below together. And I was like, I'm going to tell you something that's pretty unbelievable. Or like this is gonna sound ridiculous because it is ridiculous, but this just happened. And then like right when I told them, Jason was like, "Oh, what the fuck!" and just like storms out of the place. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this guy's totally about like ready to rumble. Like, let's go. Yeah, right. so I'm just like boom out of the fucking door, coming out to the car, just like flexed muscles. Like he's gonna find the thief and just beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Jason's the coolest. Yeah. Like I, uh, yeah, he. I talked to him a little bit, you know, throughout the night afterward, and. Uh, and he was definitely like, man, I'm so pissed off that that happened right outside our door, you know. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know, I understand. That's, it's not what you want, but I'm pissed it happened too. It's, <laughs> it's never yeah. no good. Yeah, it was fucked up, man. I mean, it it was like, for a few days afterwards, just feeling straight up like fucking violated. Maybe is the right word. Like, I just can't believe that <laughs> someone would just come in and like just take our shit, you know? Like, that's my that's my stuff. Dude, we were seriously like a traveling roadshow of like 17 microphones and all this stuff, and it's just ah, it's gone. Somebody right now, I just imagine it's just like running his fingers down them like daintily <laughs> and just like being very provocative and like <laughs> gross with them. And I'm sure you guys are feeling just like fuck. Ugh. I know, yeah. and my instruments Touch. and all all my equipment. I mean, they're used to me doing that to them, so yeah. they're really gonna. <laughs> they be are like, very Who uncomfortable the hell where is they are right this? now. Come this get your hands off me. This different touch. I don't like it. These coarse, callous hands <laughs> are not the soft, <laughs> delectable Plum. fingers of my owner. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was telling Max, like, th- replacing the microphones and shit, that sucks. But so I had my PlayStation Vita in that bag, and <laughs> I, that is easily throughout the... It's been like two weeks now. That's hurt the most. I've probably thought about that thing every day Dude, <laughs> how many it happened. Times? And this is how I realized it was gone, because... One, I probably didn't even need to bring it with me uh, from Austin. I probably could have left it there, but I was just like so enamored with this thing. I like to take it along with me. 
Then I bring it to Houston for some stupid reason, right? <laughs> and it's sitting there in the like side in the car door of my Forerunner as as I'm about to go into Max's place, and I'm like, you know what, Chase? This is Houston. It's a shady area. You should probably take your Vita out of the car just in case your car gets broken into. And so I did exactly that, and I put it in the bag that would then go to in be my on, car. In, yeah, to the go, that would go get stolen. And the thing is, when I got back in my car, like somebody had washed you know, my car. It was the opposite. Like it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was like midnight after this whole ordeal was done, um, and I was like, put my hand in the car door to check for my Vita, and, I, and that's when it hit me. I was like. Oh my God! I put that in the bag, and that that's sucks. gone too. And I just sat there on the car ride home, just steaming, <laughs> letting that sink in, man. Yeah, oh, I no. had the same feeling with my magic deck, dude. Oh my God, that's Your right. Like, we both we both lost very two very personal nerdy things, man. Yeah, dude. My my Kiora's Wave so Green and Blue Magic Deck. Max, that, this was like dude, the what the Magic fuck? Deck. This was the like the quintessential Hunter. Slam deck. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I brought to I the table. I lost the slam deck, dude. For a long time, <laughs> I lost the slam deck, Broski. <laughs> no, <laughs> I yeah. had no idea something like that got stolen. Yeah, that is I mean, devastating. It was it was surprising because yeah, I had to go through insurance and stuff, and literally just start thinking about all the stuff that I had lost because I had to list everything out. And like at first, I was like, "Oh, I think it's only like this much." And then I started thinking more and more, and I was like, "Oh wait, it's this much." And then I realized like three days later, "Oh wait, it's actually this much." Oh, yeah. Man. And so yeah, it's it's been bad to have to personally everything that you know was that was like my soul, dude. That's uh, that stuff I dude, worked on for that's like what I'm seven saying. years. Like, yeah, man. Looking at your face, the moment. That like it just hit. I was like, "Oh man, this is miserable." Like, <laughs> oh god, dude. That sucks because you know that they were like digging through all the stuff. They're like, "All right, what we get? Like, all right, dude, equipment, cool, yeah. sweet, dope. Put this over there." And like came across your magic deck, this like sentimental, <laughs> beautiful piece of art. And we're just like, "That was looking kid shit." Too. Yeah, expensive as fuck too. Like and they probably just like threw cards. it away. <laughs> yeah, throw them in those kids' cards or something. Throw them in the toilet. <laughs> it was like no devastation. Oh dude. man, I'm so but yeah. Sorry I, about that. I do want to reiterate. I think what also stung the most was the fact that we had such a fun time with the guys. At oh Love my Below god, it was like unfortunate how well everything went after that. It was I was like, that was almost worse. Yeah. It almost made it worse by then. Yeah. Right? everybody was so cool. The Eleven Below guys were so dope. They knew yeah. their beer. They had good beer. We tried a bunch of it. All of them were sick. They All were incredibly were accommodating the whole yeah. night. Yeah. It Took was... us out to ramen afterwards. Yeah. That was dope. That ramen was delicious. <laughs> was the best ramen I've ever eaten. Ramen gin in Houston might be the best yeah. ramen in Houston right I agree. Now. It we is need to go so again. good, sure. yeah. It was one of those Dude. eating experiences where it was like, it was kind of hot and steamy in that place. It was even hotter outside. Yeah. I have been like... We were, we've been moving around, so I was sweating, but I was Drinking. eating that hot ramen, like just profusely sweating at the table, and I was like, yeah, this is this is it. This is what I'm <laughs> just, But everything else just went away. It was just you and the bowl, you know? And the sweat. <laughs> and the sweat. So much sweat. Yeah, but thank uh, you so much to those guys for just being yeah, so accommodating and taking us out afterwards, For to Jason for also still being so accommodating after all that. That was just really awesome. We had a really yeah. great time. Yeah. It was honestly like what I needed because I knew I was going to be spending so much time after that event trying to like do stuff to get back to normal. I was yeah. just like, well, at least I'm going to have like three hours with some cool people and wash a few down. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I want to wait before we get into the news just because it's, you know, we haven't been on mic in uh, a couple of weeks, so it just feels good to talk. But uh, Hunter, you're about to start your tour, man. 
Yeah, very excited, dude. When do you when so, do you head out? So the store the <laughs> the tour starts on uh, this Friday, and we're gonna do two shows in Houston on Friday and then Sunday. Um, and yeah, we got like a van, and we're gonna pack all our stuff up. Be very secure about our equipment. <laughs> I'm gonna be super paranoid, dude. I'm not even joking. And yeah. uh, oh we're gonna be gone for two weeks, and we're gonna have like nine shows. So that's awesome. It's gonna yeah. be really cool. Like North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, that's super. So what, what are your, what are the expectations here? Because we have like the romantic version of like. Going across the country and yeah. kind of touring in the van and all that, you know, there's going to be some nights of just pure uncomfort, but some nights of like a lot of fun and just the experience of getting to tour in a band. Like that's amazing. So uh, with all those mixed together, like where where's your head at right now? Well, I mean, you want to blend a little mix of optimism with realism. In my realistic sense, I'm thinking that I'm not going to get very much sleep. I'm probably nope. going to be pretty smelly. A yeah, few I was going to say, you're going to be stinky. Smelly boy. Uh, yeah, hanging around three other dudes in a van, you know, not getting a whole lot of showering, I'm sure. Because uh, we're not going to be, like, staying at hotels and stuff. We don't have money for that. So we just got a big van, and we're probably going to sleep in that, like, nine times out of ten. Um, Damn. And, yeah, I think it's going to be, like, there will be some places that will, maybe, like, one or two places that will surprise us. And how cool it is, and then uh, like maybe one or two places where like we need to get out of here. Yes, we will not be <laughs> returning to your establishment. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, no, I'm we're just not going to be staying man. for a drink. Thank you, though. It's just going to be dope to like not have to work and to be able to do you know just what I love to do for two weeks straight and dedicate myself to it with like other people that want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the where, listeners, you yeah. know what that means. That means you're going to get a little. Max and Chase special for two weeks. So oh, prepare man. your ear pussies one on for one. that. Yeah. <laughs> Start my, the wetness now. My girlfriend's excited. She, I'm like her least favorite. <laughs> Finally, dude. Like, this literally you out of the show. Favorite presence what? on the show. <laughs> I'm like, well, at least I'll be mixing it. I'll have my own little blend on it. But the, the two uh, the two big times going to be still here. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, I have a lot of nipple rubbing for Me episodes. and Chase are making some great eye contact right now just thinking about <laughs> yeah, this game. There's a lot of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of through-the-screen kissing. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, oh, well, man. then let's go ahead and jump into the news. This is Witty Banter. Okay. What are you doing? Oh, man. Dude, I'm, d- okay. Hunter, I'm thrown off, man. I can't. The beeps are too good. Yeah. <laughs> got to keep them in a nice middle beep. It's know? like riding a bike, Chase. <laughs> For me, it's like riding a unicycle. <laughs> Okay, uh, this first one, Hunter, I threw in here specifically for you. This one comes from Mashable, and the Mm. title is William Defoe to voice the Shinigami in Netflix's Death Note. In the midst of filming Justice League, William Defoe has closed the deal to voice uh, Ryuk? Ryuk. Ryuk. The Shinigami in Adam Wingard's adaption of the popular Japanese manga Death Note that will debut next year on Netflix, Mashable has exclusively learned. Nat Wolf stars alongside Margaret Qualey, Keith Stanfield, and a bunch of other people. Uh, <laughs> based on the <laughs> famous Japanese manga written by Tsugumi Oba and Takeshi Obata, Death Note follows a high school student, Wolf, uh, who comes across a supernatural notebook that gives them the ability to kill anyone writing their name in it while picturing their face. So, is this like a live action thing that's happening, or is this just another cartoon? It's live action, right? I mean, that's what I was under the... In- 
I thought it was live action, but I thought that you, when you were reading the story that you just said his voice. Well, he's going to be, be yeah, he's yeah, going to be the voice. Yeah, he says it's close a deal the, to voice the character. So well, maybe the this character is either going to be CGI or it's going to be like um Cuz I feel like when you when you say like you're going to cast Willem Dafoe, it means almost like you're expecting Willem Dafoe's goofy face to be the demon. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Willem Dafoe basically looks like this crazy bastard anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's true. But I mean like I mean, some. I guess I'm a little bit swayed by what I read by this dude online saying, like, whenever they cast Willem Dafoe for the Green Goblin, it seemed like the perfect casting call. Like, oh, he's going to be the best Green Goblin ever. And then they just put a mask over him the whole time, and it made the casting effect kind of almost, like, off. Like, they could have just painted his face green or something, you know? No, I think that, like, there's so much more to an actor's presence than just his face you know yeah but I mean? he, his face is but pretty his face crazy. is weird so <laughs> yeah. why not throw that in there it's a weird character he's got a weird face uh <laughs> bingo he does have a cool voice and like yeah. i think he will be able to make it sound definitely like ryuk so i'm excited I mean, you, for you this, were a yeah. huge fan of that show are, are you excited to get this like new take on it or anything i'm i'm skeptical if it is live action in fact then i'm gonna be skeptical but i heard that there's but a, i heard there's <laughs> but, a but I heard there's already like a live action movie that came out in like 2007 that's actually pretty good. I was going to compare it to that because I've seen that movie and it's pretty good. But like the one drawback, the one thing that just like takes me out of that entire movie is the voice is... of Ryuk was terrible. <laughs> yeah, dude, just <laughs> could not land it. I thought you were gonna say uh, Ryuk. What is it? It is. It's Ryuk. Is oh. uh, he's super CGI. And while I don't think the movie, you know, it had a pretty good budget, I'm sure, just didn't have enough budget to like sell that character as really being there. And I've seen a lot of. Uh, not a lot, but like recently within the last two to three years, I've seen movies like The Babadook or something that like really captures really dark elements and really like dark, grimly characters through either practical effects or something else that made it seem grimly. I like yeah. that description. Exactly. Yeah. But that's exactly how that character has always kind of came off to me. And I think if they went with that approach, like always kind of showing him from like a shadowy side of town or like a, sh a shadowy corner, something like that, and all practical effects, they could really make that character that much more fucking cool because that character is really terrifying yeah he's, yeah he's super intimidating he is a very he's very imposing looking. thing yeah it's a it's a weird mix between because i understand what you mean like if you make it like this super cgi thing like trying to make it look too much like the anime no yeah you in a live action then you're like this is dumb mm -hmm. but then if you but it's like it's like <laughs> this <is> dumb <laughs> so this is dumb <laughs> well this looks like the anime dumb but then like you, a fucking gavel just hit a desk <laughs> <laughs> but you do want to like make it look real and in the anime the guy is like super big and looming and crazy looking yeah. and so it's like how are you going to make a realistic version of that they so, can do that i think just with like Again, just practical effects and like the way cameras are shot to whoever. I mean, they as made Frodo said, look like he was three feet tall. As you said, in uh, when we were talking about Avatar, Max, should they just buy it? Wait, what? <laughs> Dude, just just fucking buy that just shit. Buy put it. it in the movie. <laughs> You're Wait, like what? you could just you're like you could just buy good graphics. You could buy what? good music. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's four, true. If you have the money, into this one. <laughs> is James Cameron? You he just threw you? money at them. Everybody threw money at them. Will this be like a high budget film, or is this going to be like? So oh, it's going to be Netflix. Got some financial backing. Okay, that's cool. Could be cool. I'm definitely, I'm definitely down to give it a watch. It's going to be dope. I'm I mean, it's going to be dope, dude. No, I, I think it will be cool. Dude, I think that everybody is super dope. concerned with it being whitewashed, and it is totally. But well, can they can, just... can they adequately cover the story in a movie? 
Um, I don't know if it's going to be a movie. It might. I think it might be a TV series. No. That would be awesome. Hunter's just like, but like getting amped. Yeah, I thought it was a movie. I mean, I thought you, it was a movie too. When you watched the movie, did they cover most of the bases very well? Because I'm not terribly like committed to the whole storyline of Death Note, <laughs> um, but they covered like the main. The all right, we're getting we're the getting the weeds show. now. We're gonna move on to the next story. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind. Well, okay. <laughs> Chase can't talk about it anymore. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Chipotle sales miss as food freebies fail to lure new diners. This comes from Reuters, and it reads: Chipotle Mexican Grill Incorporated reported a bigger than expected drop in quarterly comparable sales as food giveaways and enhanced safety measures failed to bring back diners shaken by a string of foodborne illnesses last year. The restaurant chain has given away millions of free burritos and other menu items such as guacamole and chips to revive sales growth after outbreaks of E. coli, salmonella, and norovirus (laughs) linked to its outlets. Put off customers. I don't. I must have uh, fucked that sentence up. But the company also launched its first ever loyalty program in July and added chorizo, a spicy chicken and pork sausage, to its menu. <laughs> <laughs> is this sponsorship? What is yeah, this? But, I mean, geez. And I no, love I just, think, I just I think it's so funny how in Reuters are like, well, we got to make sure they know what chorizo is. So give them the little yeah, one. Right? It's a spicy. Sausage. Um, yeah. So Chipotle sales are not bouncing back as much as they would want to. I want to talk to you guys about Chipotle because Max, you and I used to be Chipotle warriors. For we would eat dimes. there every day if we could. Hunter, you're always <laughs> a little distant. One. You know, you're like, look, guys, it's just fucking burritos. So I, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, yes. I just, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I still stand Precisely. behind that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm a great example of you were saying that like we used to go there all the time. And even within the last. Like year or so, there was probably a time when I was frequenting Chipotle. But you're right, dude. Like the first time, I, I don't remember which one of those illnesses came out first. But I was kind of like, okay, you know, like things happen, whatever, dude. It's what's the chance it's gonna really affect my store? Maybe it was just one kind of predicament somewhere. And then just like I felt like every time I checked the news about <laughs> restaurants lately, it was just like another new fucking illness at Chipotle Chipotle, recall six million burritos (laughs) that combined with the realism that that South Park helps you realize of just how you poop your pants crazy afterwards (laughs) and is it really worth it to get this crazy burrito I mean I I don't really ever I haven't been there in a very long time since I made the video and it's because of I mean, it's because of the outbreak, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it just made. I mean, honestly, it's not like I'm not gonna say like, dude, I'm not going there because I'm gonna get sick. But it's just like, <laughs> you know, that makes me uncomfortable, and I have other choices that don't make me uncomfortable, so I'm gonna go there instead. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, so I used to go there all the fucking time, and yes. I think it's probably been about a year since I've last gone, and I I just kind of remember there being a noticeable but pretty steep decline in the quality of their food. You know, like mm-hmm. they they got to the point where they like couldn't sustain. They always leaned themselves on being like free range or a- no antibiotics, whatever whatever their staple was. And they got to a point where they were so big, they're like, okay, we we can't do that anymore. Yeah. And it was like right around that time where I felt like every time I got a burrito there, it was just like didn't it was just a little off. Yeah. And dude, there was this one experience I had, and this was a Chipotle where like the manager there was a fucking asshole, like just didn't like this <laughs> yeah. place. Where I swear to God, I got like barbacoa and I pulled out either just like a three inch by three inch like tendon 
or a, like yeah. maybe like a fucking ear, dude. It looked. It was. I remember just pulling face, it out and so. being like, "I'm not eating anymore for like five more days." Like Damn. it just being that disgusting. And this was right as all of this sickness stuff came out, and I was like, "Dude, this company is just dropping like a bomb right now." Like I'm, I'm done. I haven't been back since. You know. Yeah. I just haven't felt the need to or want to go. So uh, with all this going on, Hunter, have you decided that you're going to try to pick up Chipotle now? <laughs> that since, you know, it was honestly falling on deaf ears whenever all the uh, you know the anthrax or whatever came anthrax. out. Anthrax. Uh, <laughs> We're not known for anthrax. <laughs> Traces of anthrax found in Chipotle food. We're um, trying to bounce back. We'll give you free burritos. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you three anth- anthrax burritos. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess like... <laughs> anthrax, anthrax burrito would be a yeah. great band name. <laughs> <laughs> anthrax burrito. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I guess, like, whenever I... It was just really shocking to me how long it took me to realize that it was a, a, a company that's run by McDonald's. That McDonald's is the overlord corporation of Chipotle. And then now thinking about, like, the distribution channels it's going to have to take and in order for it to be, you know, cor- like, everything's good and clean and, like, s- sanitary, I guess. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I don't really need to do it. I I, I have other options. <laughs> I'd rather just that. go. No. I'd rather just go local. And plus, dude, honestly, it really kind of bugs me that you can't get queso on their on their stuff. Like, give me some freaking queso, bro. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue against that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Chipotle would be better if it had queso. <laughs> what? Is that? That's yeah, a deal breaker. You, like, yes, like, you got free right, birds. Okay, whatever, you got Qdoba. Get some queso, man. <laughs> get some queso, bro. Oh man. All right, well, we can go on to the next story. This one also comes from Reuters, and the headline reads, Private company wins U.S. clearance to fly to the moon. A Florida-based company won U.S. government permission on Wednesday to send a robotic lander to the moon next year, the firm's founder said, marking the first time the United States has cleared a private space mission to fly beyond Earth's orbit. The Federal Aviation Administration's unprecedented go-ahead for the Moon Express mission also sets a legal and regulatory framework for a host of other commercial expeditions to the Moon, asteroids, and Mars. Hmm. As approved by the FAA's Office of of Commercial Space Transportation, the privately held Moon Express, headquartered in Cape Canaveral, plans to fly a (laughs) suitcase-sized lander to the Moon for a two-week mission in 2017, said the company founder and chief executive Bob Richards. (laughs) Now, here's the deal. We're not knowledgeable enough at all about what this really means. I just thought I'd bring it up, and then, hey, maybe if Max Kelleher, like, emailed in and was like, this is why this is important, then we'll read it. But I did think it was kind of cool to bring up that this is sort of like a landmark moment. I was, yeah, literally just about to ask you, like, what does this <laughs> entail? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are, are they saying that this is something that can be, like, privatized, and you start having, like, a company, like, offering, like, moon rides? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Hey, Bobby, do you like moon? You like the moon? Yeah. You like Let me moon tell you rides? one thing, man. How do you feel about rides? You know, amusement parks are great. You like the moon? Put my, two and two together. My dad went to the moon. I got some moon blood, man. Here's, here's a fucking deal, dude. So I actually got moon blood in me because my dad was an astronaut. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what they're saying is like they're getting a foot in the door, being able to go to the moon, kind of like replanting the flag or something cool. in yeah. a business perspective, maybe. Um, yeah, I guess like, yeah, I guess is if they're opening the, the doorway to private space expedition that's that's a cool step forward it's just it just surprises me how little we interact with space as it is i mean it sounds like this would be something that was taken care of after like right after the moon landings <laughs> yeah well i mean i guess that's kind of the juxtaposition i we can bring out in this is that like nasa 
uh, right now, I feel like, hasn't been doing a ton of missions that are in the public eye or anything. And now you have private companies who are getting the permission to maybe step in and fill that role or something, you know? Like, just thought it was interesting. Yeah. It is, for sure. Okay, this last one is pretty lengthy, and it comes from uh, Twitter, a suggestion by none other than Andra Harlow. Max, you may know who Ooh-wee. that is. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Apparently, there's a little debate here to be settled between you two, and we'll see what we can do about it. But this one comes from The Guardian, and it reads, EU courts backs right to be forgotten. Google must amend results on request. And it reads... The top, and by the way, it's it's a little lengthy. I think I might just get like a couple paragraphs in, stop, and then maybe go for a few more afterwards. But yeah, the top European court has backed the quote right to be forgotten end quote and said Google must delete quote inadequate, irrelevant, or no longer relevant end quote data from its results when a member of the public requests it. The test case privacy ruling by the European Union's Court of Justice against Google Spain was brought by Spanish man Mario Castella Gonzalez after he failed to secure the deletion of an auction notice of his repossessed home dating from 1998 on the website of a mass circulation newspaper in Catalonia. Castello Gonzalez argued that the matter in which the house had been auctioned to recover his social security debts had been resolved and should no longer be linked to him whenever his name was searched on Google. He told The Guardian, quote, like anyone would be when you tell them they're right, I'm happy. I was fighting for the elimination of data that adversely affects people's honor, dignity, and exposes their private lives, end quote. The European court judges ruled that under existing EU data protection laws, Google has to erase links to two pages on La Vanguardia's websites for the results that are produced when the man's name is put to the search engine. So... It looks like the European courts ruled in favor of this man asking Google to say, like, I don't want this shit showing up when people search, and they're withholding that. Yeah, like, so the the big draw of this story is supposed to be, like, Europe found it that that's true, that you have a right to your personal information and, like, how people find it. And in America, that's not necessarily the case, at least not right now. But what me and uh, Andra got it like into it over is that she's very pro- like for what this guy was standing for, and and I definitely understand where she's coming from in the sense to where like, what would you say he was standing for? He was standing for the idea that like something happened to him a long time ago, and he shouldn't be held to it just because of how long like the internet makes things available. <laughs> but here's the thing: is like that's what he's essentially doing is saying that I don't want people to find out about. What happened to me about this mistake I made yeah. 10 years ago, right? It's like the right to sculpt how people remember you. Or yeah, something. and while I understand, like, you know, that's the whole point of, like, getting something expunged off your record or something like that. Because maybe yeah. if I'm a different person now and I'm applying for this job and they look back at a time when I was, like, 16 and I was being a dum-dum and fucking did something. <laughs> it says here that you uh, went into the candy aisle of Kroger <laughs> and, and twirled your wiener around and made helicopter noises. Do you know anything about that? I, I, <laughs> Sir, those 35 years ago... Please. It says expressly, you are a dumb dumb (laughs) on the report. Yeah, man. But, and like, I I definitely understand that. But what I'm coming from is that this isn't Google's fault for you to say that, like, you search somebody's (laughs) name. Google says, hey, I see where his name is. It's in this website. In that website, it says a truth about this man. (laughs) Yeah, that happened. About happened in the past. (laughs) And now they're like, what the fuck, Google, dude? (laughs) 
What, you narc on me, dude? <laughs> you, you fucking serious? <laughs> What'd you tell him? It's the like, truth? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I, Google, totally, like, I get that. And I get what you're talking about. Like, it should be, you shouldn't be remembered for that for. But here's what, the, what that man should have done is approached wherever the newspaper website and say, like, hey, you know, this is like slandering me now because I'm different now. I request a request to take this down from the newspaper site. Otherwise, it's not Google's responsibility. Just because there's this, this majorly huge co- or corporation of the world, this defining dominant corporation, doesn't mean that just because like, and they can't like. That's what Andrew was also arguing is like they have like a responsibility because they're so big and they do have the ability to like write algorithms that will change this for you. But what's going to happen is that everybody's just going to start coming to Google now whenever they get fucking slandered by somebody searching their name about something that happened to them for real. Yeah. And I think at the same time, like it's not like Google is writing in the algorithm like, hey, person A, not person B, but also person C. Let's make sure to fuck up their life whenever people search in their name. They probably have like a standard algorithm. Yeah. And when you type in somebody's name, the thing that gets like the most hits or has like, Mm -hmm. you know, is either the most relevant or has the most like uh, people that have searched for it and Mm -hmm. people are going to, you know, want to see it. Yeah. And they're going to see it. And I don't know how the algorithm works, but what I assume, if it's anything like YouTube or something like that, it's not necessarily like. What is the most popular from like the second it came out to now? But it's like how popular it is within like a relevant amount of time. Yeah, you know. So if peop- if that's the most popular thing within a relevant amount of time, then honestly, in some form, it is still relevant. You know, at least more so than anything else. Yeah, it's and they just like they provided you. It's just I don't know like what the analogy would be good, but I think there's just a million of them of just like taking a taxi to a restaurant, having a shitty experience at the restaurant, and be like, I'm gonna fuck that taxi driver up. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that dude drove me here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like you know, like I don't like, or just like, or yeah, or the restaurant blaming the taxi for having such a bad reputation. Just something like that, dude. That just it's not their fault for providing a link to go to a site that has true information about you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what what is considered irrelevant and like what is the statute of limitations for when something should be deleted or taken off? Yeah. You know, is it like he wouldn't be saying the same thing if it was about, you know, Mount Everest that he climbed. So Yeah, that's well, not it's, relevant it's anymore, dude. Just like, like it, if I don't like it and it was I don't like it still, yeah. then <laughs> take so it this down. This is a this is a dark turn of examples, but I mean when you're when you become like a registered sex offender, if you if you search your name in Google, that is what comes up immediately. Is like this man is or this man or woman is a sex offender. That never goes away. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so if that person who has maybe like escaped from that past and has changed in their hearts and is trying to get away from that, they never can when you know damn well they would probably go to Google and say, This is inadequate and irrelevant because I'm not that person anymore, you know. Yeah, that, that, it's also an interesting little just like double standard, I guess. I understand like how dark you can make it, and like like I said, like when it comes to getting something expunged off of your criminal record and things, that's what that's for is for that to not crowd somebody's view of you, so you have still a fair chance at mm-hmm. some point than anybody else does. Um, but that then again, something like that would still be like maybe there are steps you can take to remove that from the the site that would have your name posted. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, it'll it's not take, Google's fault. It'll it's take some of Google's your fault. own effort for people to not look at you that way. Yeah. You can't just blame a company for showing the canvas as it lays. Yeah. You know, if, if you, it's like, it's, if you did something stupid, you should go out of your way to make sure that that stupid thing is kind of blotted out. That's right? your responsibility yeah. to well, make sure that that stupid that's thing is. That's also, 
I'm also not surprised that the EU ruled in the favor against Google because Europe fucking hates Google. What's the deal? I mean, why do you think that? They hate the data collection. Like, it's this exact thing. Like, they, like, when I was in Germany, I was, t- I talked to a lot of people there about just the general attitude towards Google, and they fucking despise that company. Like, to the point of they think it's almost evil because they have all of the, they have everybody's information. They do. I mean, they, yeah. they probably, if they wanted to, could fucking tell me where I was going to be 10 days from now and be right. They have so much information on me. But, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised to see that ruling go against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's uh, deep cuts to be had, but it is, it is kind of interesting seeing it from a high level view, just like the EU doesn't like it. Uh, I don't know if I feel right about this. <laughs> this is kind of weird. So, well then what, I mean, just for my own sanity <laughs> and for if Andrew is listening, <laughs> What take do you guys get? At least, like, what way do you at least lean towards, or if you do feel strongly in one direction or another? You go first, Hunter. I think, personally, I agree with what we are saying, that if you do something that you feel is um, something you don't want to be associated with your, your name or your being or your past, then that, that means that you did something stupid, but you probably have to take extra steps in order for that not to be associated with you anymore. That's like why you can go to a lawyer, pay thousands of dollars, have them do a bunch of legal work and expunge stuff off your record, but that's a lot of crappy stuff you have to do in order mm-hmm. to do that. You can't just be like, Google, take it down. You know, <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess I, 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 I kind of side with you in that. Uh, I do think that people have a right to be able to kind of, if something bad happens to them and they don't want it, like they should be able to at least like approach people and be like, look, like this isn't cool. I, I need yeah. to be able to change this. But Having, like requesting things is not an issue yeah. at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, dude. And you do have a right to be forgotten, but it's not Google's like responsibility to uphold that right for you. And to go searching it out. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah, to take out. care of it for so you. So what do you think, Chase? I don't know. It's really hard for me to honestly come with a clear answer. I think both of you, I think Max, you've got a really good, a solid um, just perspective on it. One that I was like, well, as you were saying, I was like, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but I will say, like, what if the newspaper organization that had this information like didn't exist anymore? There like wasn't a physical way for him to get it off that website, and that's why he had to go through Google. It was like his last resort. And you know, when you say, hey, sometimes you know, a sponging thing t- takes a lot of effort and stuff, and like, well, maybe this was the effort, you know? So yeah, yeah. so I, I, I'm not really sure. It's it's a multi- I'd have to think about it more because honestly, I just don't have a, a well founded opinion yeah. right now. I understand, but yeah, but yeah. Andrew, thanks for sending that uh, our way via Twitter. We are at Witty Banter Show if you want to do the same, Mr. or Mrs. Listener. But we're going to <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and come back after the halftime. All right, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit. If you want to follow the show once the mics have turned off, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Witty Banter Show. Also, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash wittybanterpodcast and help the show get discovered by leaving a review on iTunes. And finally, steer the conversation by sending a question to wittybantershow at gmail.com or suggest a beer for us to review by going to our website, wittybantershow.com. That's enough plugs. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to Witty Banter. Uh, We're going to go ahead and talk about this beer some more. Guys, yeah. what, do you, what do you think about this one? What do you think about the Lobo Negro? 
I had to make a conscious effort to stop drinking it so fast yeah. in the first half of that show. You I took a like sip out of somewhere. Of yeah, show? and I was looking down at my beer. I was like, I should probably relax yeah. and chill. That's exactly what happened but, to me, uh, too. No, this, this beer is fucking dope. This beer is really good. I really <laughs> wish I had a six-pack of this, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I might go try to find some more of this, because this is really good. Yeah, it's 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 super, yeah, it's super malty. It's rich, and it's, it has a sweetness, and... It's yeah, I think it's just the slightest bit thicker than I would have thought, but I like it. It's a great take on a on a Munich Dunkel. But it's no, it's nothing too overwhelming by any amount. It's not like a thick, creamy, like delicious, desserty beer. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that's very drinkable. Like I would definitely move to a second or possibly a third one after this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's totally approachable. It's totally drinkable in that aspect. I mean, it's it's. I feel like we're describing what should like a dark lager should be, which is like more flavorful but drinkable beer. Yeah. But I mean, this honestly is that beer. It's really good. Yeah. Delicious. What cream. you got on it, Chase? It just feels like uh, it. It feel it like tastes like a stout, and it drinks just super smooth. You know, like yeah. I was expecting it to have um, more like roasty flavors and stuff, but this thing is just straight up toffee candy bar flavors with roasted malt. Just like a punch to the face with malt, <laughs> but extremely drinkable because of that five point five percent alcohol. Um, it's sweet. The after the aftertaste is is almost almost kind of like creamy or milky in a way. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm picking up on. But it's to me, it's it's simple. It's it's a little straightforward, and it's just like a lighter drinkable stout for me right now. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, for our next segment, we're going to bring uh, one of the classics around, and that is Get to Know Your Banterers. Oh. Hey, my name is... <laughs> hey. Oh, no, you, no, you no, go no, first. My bad. What, Have what's I your favorite... You? Um, I'm Wait, sorry, you don't what think? was that? Get, get to, to Know Your, your banterers. banterers. Now, <laughs> is it a just... Okay. Just a second, uh, just a second ago, we were gonna do a top three, but I'm changing the rules. I got a, I got a better question for you guys. Okay, just oh, okay, okay. okay. We are confused. Well, we're on, yeah. uh, you're, yeah. you're keeping us on I'm the toes. Here. Here. On, yeah, I'm letting the leash out a little bit. I yank it back. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this weekend, I had a really awesome time at this new restaurant where I got what I'm going to call adult drunk. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you right now what adult drunk is. Adult drunk is a a, a, a drunken, not not a stupor, but a drunken state that you slip into pretty gradually, but it's really intense. You don't you realize in the morning when you've woken up and you're and you're sober, you're like, wow, I was really fucking drunk last night. <laughs> but while you were drunk, you were like in a heightened state. You know, you were like you're like a better version of yourself. You're fucking on it. You're being damn. You're doing your fucking jokes. You're feeling good. Wine, <laughs> wine to me is the perfect adult drunk um, just siphon, like conduit. Like, it's going to put you there. You drink a couple glasses. Next thing you know, you're feeling good. Then you're on your third one. And then you're like, wow, I feel awesome. And then the next day, you're like, holy shit, I was hammered last night. (laughs) Yeah. And so this last weekend, I had a couple. I just drank cocktails. And I only do that every so often. And I'm actually discovering that I fucking love it. (laughs) Cocktails are dope. (laughs) <laughs> These cocktails are like just straight booze, but they don't taste like booze. You yeah, know? like you. That's can... the idea of the cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it, dude. This one I had was it was a limoncello that they had made with just straight up grain alcohol. It mm. was the fucking strongest thing I've ever <laughs> drinking. But where I was at in the night, like drunk enough to drink it, I was like, yeah, this is good. Like, it's 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 burns. 
but I like it. <laughs> so it was one of those things where I was like, I was talking to the bartenders, I was talking to a waiter, and you had to be like kind of reserved about it. You kind of you'd say a few things, you get a few laughs, and you're like, all right, Chase, walk it back. Don't don't overextend. Yeah. If you get if you if you feel let him, it let too him come much, for it. You say something dumb, you're gonna kill all this momentum. So I had a really awesome adult drunk time. So I want to know about times that you guys have been adult drunk. Adult drunk. Hmm. So I guess the just for more clarification. The opposite of adult drunk would be where you're just like some idiot from the start and you like pee your pants and you're, <laughs> yeah, you're classic. It's like blacking out. out. Like blacking out is like a, a quality of a, a young guy drunk, you know, like okay. a, a kid drunk, right? I mean, I can see that. Yeah, I would Do you I feel would like say you, that. you were cognitive during most of your drunken experience? Like, can you remember it almost to the end? Yeah. Yeah, almost browning out. Okay. Yeah, a brown out? <laughs> <laughs> have you, uh, do you have anything that comes to mind? I think I have maybe one or two. Uh, I just, I don't like get. You don't get drunk that often. Drunk that often. Yeah. And when I do, I have a tendency to lean towards the childish drunkenness <laughs> because it's like a luxury and it's yeah. like some sort of situation where, you know, maybe like, you know, the stars align. I'm in this part of town with a group of people and with somebody that would like I know would keep me safe or can like provide transportation for me or something Mm -hmm. and at that point you kind of make that clicking effort of just like okay cool I'm just going to get mad thrashed (laughs) and that's just kind of my my approach to it usually so you go first let me kind of think about maybe something that I might come up with I think the one that comes for me Chase is we actually talked about it in the show a little bit uh, when it was South by Southwest and we were hanging out with Darian and her coworkers, and we uh, we kind of just went out and did karaoke and stuff. Oh, that night. dude, that was a great, great night. Yeah. Great example. We like got we got dinner uh, with a bunch of Darian's coworkers, and they were just serving up cocktails like the whole time. And uh, and yeah, we went to like three or four different places, and then just decided to start going to karaoke. And we were all like feeling it pretty much by then. But the guy that was like. Darian's co-worker or whatever that was just buying all this like stuff. He was buying sake shots and he was buying uh, beer and he and fucking must have ordered at least 36 dumplings. Yeah, dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> just feeding us dumplings. dumplings. The ultimate drunk food. <laughs> yeah. That you convince yourself is not a drunk food while you're ordering it. Yeah. Just dumplings, okay? I mean, I feel pretty good. I mean, anytime that I get to sing in front of people and, you know, flex that muscle, it's always fun. So yeah. it was. I was pretty wasted by the end of it, but uh, it was definitely a, a, a raucous time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, man. You know, there's really nothing that terribly comes to mind as far as being, like, professionally drunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm not a very professional drinker, you know? Do you have any fu- it's funny, uh, funny drunk stories? Funny drunken stories? I mean, few that ended me not peeing on Chase's couch, <laughs> <laughs> which is just a time that I. And it's funny because I feel like the closest I would ever be, or like something that would comes to mind when I think about like being an adult mm-hmm. and being drunk, mm-hmm. is the first time I ever got drunk at somebody's wedding. Oh, and that was when I went to uh, Teddy Popple's wedding. It was a beautiful ceremony. Uh, uh, my girlfriend Andrew Harlow was the uh, photographer for it. Okay, so I was pretty much just got to go with her, and while like the whole ceremony was going on, it was awesome. Was just and you don't like it starts during the day, 
So you mm-hmm. don't just be like, all right, Mills starts slamming him back. You don't. You just you grab a drink, a cocktail from the bar, something that you can hold, put your other hand in your suit pocket because you're dressed up fancy, again, like an adult. You gotta and you're cool, sipping man. on it, and you're talking to people that you probably either don't talk to at this intimate level on a daily basis or just haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And it's very just like a slow build, like Chase was talking about. You know, you kind of just... One or two more things. Hey, what can I give? Like, let me go grab you guys something, and then give me a drink. It's <laughs> kind of a point to where you kind of yeah, like you said, you realize like, okay, no, well, I am fucking very drunk right now. <laughs> but you're almost like thinking about it so clearly that you're like, this is okay. I can make this work. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know? nuts. You've got you like can... this lucid drunk. Stupid. <laughs> like you can control it. Yeah, it's like figuring out you can. Your dream is a dream. And you're just like, oh, so I can fly. You know, yeah. this is great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but that being said, if anybody has gotten drunk at a wedding, they usually know that there is usually a, a point that uh, the wedding will turn yeah. to where it's kind of like the ceremony's over. And it's not like everybody getting together to like pay respect to this ceremony anymore. <laughs> respect is out the window when the bride and the You're groom and everybody, what you came here to groomsmen, do. yeah, all come in and they say, okay, dude, what is this essentially at its core? It's a giant fucking party. Let's peg the bride and groom with our bead bags. Yeah, fucking <laughs> slam down. And I think that I was adult drunk until that point. And then there was kind of a point to where you just kind of make the, the kill switch and you just go over and that's when you just start shotgunning beers and fucking getting mad childishly drunk <laughs> and at that point wherever you don't remember anything so yeah. that's probably my my most adult drunken experience well thank you for the stories my friends yeah. Hunter, you look like you want to say something i'm just looking at the can man i just can't Still get, can't over, get the over the fucking wolf can though you know what i mean uh, they're they're kind of not specific uh with the beer i know this is just going back to the beer but it says gold medal 2015 denver colorado gold medal louisville texas 2015 gold medal 2015 los angeles silver medal cincinnati ohio they got all these awards this is a good beer man i'm liking this beer yeah. putting the I can if you down could just put that um, i wonder if honestly we could on our podcast next time we do promotional stuff just be like <laughs> silver medal wisconsin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bronze medal hawaii <laughs> like, I mean, that's what i feel like no details kind of it sounds like a donald trump it like it's fantastic it's a gold medal it's stupendous <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, unfortunately, we don't have any listener mail this week, which is odd because we've been on such a roll. Um, It may be the case that the computer, or I mean, the website, the uh, plugin that I'm using just isn't working right now. Uh, But we didn't get any email. only possible explanation (laughs) is what I think. There's some, there's some of them must be wrong with the server. Yeah, like, and the fuck you, Google. It's probably, yeah. I need to, I'm going to go see Google when I get home. Figure it out. You don't have the right to forget about my emails. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, hey, everybody. You know, I really thought that I could milk your sympathy for what happened to the show for good questions, but that's out the door. <laughs> so uh, if you want to start emailing the show again next week, just email, shoot an email to wittybantershow at gmail.com. Or shoot us a tweet at Witty Banter Show, or just go to our website and click on email us, and you could ask us anything, and we will be sure to answer it. And hey, you're gonna have just me and Max on the show. It's gonna get juicy. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Save your more intimate questions for the next episodes. So, I'm gonna be. We're we're all gonna. This is gonna be interesting. We're all gonna be doing respective parts in different places. I'm gonna be on the road mixing, and you two will be in two different places recording. It'll be a. Yeah. A trio triangle of efforts. We'll be all over America. 
Oh, yeah. It'll be, <laughs> be a fucking witty banter is broadcasting from all over America. <laughs> Worldwide. From two cities three hours apart. Possibly another city far away. Yeah. Depending on the time. Okay. Let's go ahead and put some numbers on these beers, people. Max, you go first. No. Um, it's like that, uh, <laughs> I forget what comedian's joke it was when he was talking about when, like, the doctor is telling you to give him, like, a rating of, like, how bad something hurts. And you want to be like, okay, 10, because I want you to take this very seriously, you know? Yeah. But then you don't want, like, a pregnant woman to walk in with, like, two broken femurs and just be like, what the fuck, really? Your flu is a 10? So I don't want to just, like, overzealously jump into how I feel about this beer. But I do really like it a lot. Um, enough to where I'm, like, making a mental note of the name yeah. and a mental note of the can, mm-hmm. a mental note of the brewery. It's so Pedernalis Brewery, right? Okay. Yeah. Fredericksburg. So I can, uh, like, in gold the future, either, in yeah, <laughs> all the gold and silver medals that they've gotten from states everywhere. Gold medal. Uh, Mexico yeah. City, Mexico. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and say that I think this is the best beer I've had on the show since I've been on. That's this awesome. my favorite beer. I haven't been on a whole lot of episodes, you know, but ten plus? I've been on Come 10, on. right? So best out of 10 is pretty fucking good. And I'm going to say I don't have all of my scores memorized, but I'll say a 9. Which I'm pretty sure is higher than most of the beers I've had before. I couldn't tell you what I gave the last beer that we reviewed. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, getting the running track is tough. Um, I like it. All right, I'll go next. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. It's pretty hard to do that. I can't remember. Um, (laughs) I really like this beer, too. I think I was expecting less, and I don't know why. Um, I guess... When you hear like a German made beer made in Texas, you're kind of, I just get a little skeptical, you know? It's well, like, hey, Fredericksburg is the, the ger- most German city I know of in well, Texas. That's so. what, you know, doing it. So I guess I really like the can. I think the can's cool. You got you got the worker wolf. <laughs> I can't. Let I me just bounce back in it. the can. I just want to go ahead and formally say that it's a fucking wolf with a hard hat and a big ass <laughs> wrench. <laughs> At an oil field, so well. I guess on that's his hat, so cool. like he's walking away from a successful oil thing. It's like he's giving you a tip of the hat with, yeah, his, with his worker construction hat yeah. and a big old wrench over the over the shoulder, like he could womp it over your head. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I like the advertising. It smells really good. It's rich. It's smooth. It drinks well. Uh, it's five point five, so I think that's you know it's appropriate for a dark lager. Um, yeah, I think it's just. I was expecting less, and it gave me more. Um, I don't want to give it a 9, because I feel like that would be, on my part, an overreaction. I'm going to give it an 8.5, though, because this is definitely a solid beer. If I, if I see it on a menu, I'm probably going to order it again, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend it to people. It's a, it's a no. solid German beer to add to the uh, collection, and it's made in Texas, so i got to dig it. It sounds like an English teacher just refusing to give somebody an A. <laughs> Just making up whatever they can like, to be like, oh, I found a few little things here, and like sentence structure is kind of vague and uh, 88. And you're like, fuck <laughs> you. Okay, Timmy was writing that paper outside the classroom before he came in here and gave him a 96. So. All right, well, let me go ahead and put my number on it. So the way that I look at this beer is is it, it has the taste of almost what you would expect in a stout, and I think that's both its strength and its weakness. Um what I get from this is just strong, strong toasted malt. Uh, there's a little bit of chocolate in there, some sweetness um, in there in the form of maybe like a, 
like a brown sugar. Um, and really, it's just kind of grainy. It's just very... It, it, it It's like a, a, a toasted oatmeal, and it's a really nice flavor, and it drinks well. Um, like, you can drink it fairly easily, which is a plus is, uh, also because, you know, having a, a big flavor profile like that with uh, easy-to-drink sort of uh, mouthfeel is kind of cool. That being said, <clears throat> the flavors and the flavor combination, though they are good, I find them a little bit generic. It's something that I would expect exactly if I was going to order, like, a standard... Um, dark beer or a, or a stout and maybe that's what they were going for and they should be commended by it but for me personally it was just like it's good but it's a little uh boring i guess and so i'm gonna give this one a seven okay i got a little got a little range ski yeah yeah we got i gotta keep you guys a two in point check. spread right now <laughs> you gotta pull that leash yeah, yanking <laughs> it back <laughs> All right, well, that's been episode number 69. I'm sorry we didn't have more sexual puns for you, but we're trying our best. <laughs> we're going to be back next week for episode number 70 with just Max and I. And, Hunter, we wish you the best of luck on your tour. We're super excited for you to come back with all those crazy fucking tour oh, sex man. stories. I'm going to gonna have gonna chronic so nugs stories, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but until then, thank you, everyone, for listening. We are on iTunes. You can just search Witty Banter, hit subscribe, and all of our episodes will show up in your download queue for free. We're also on Stitcher and other Android apps as well if you um, don't have iTunes. If you can't find us, just let us know via email uh, what you want to see us on and we'll we'll make sure that we get there. But you can also go to our website, wittybantershow.com to get the episodes for free. Also, uh, send us emails, please, so we can have a better <laughs> listener segment. Please? Second you? We'll get the uh, server show. fixed, you know, and all the... Just resend the ones you were sending the whole time. We'll get the uh, internet... In check. I got Google on the line right now. Wittybantershow at gmail.com, everybody. But for Max, for Hunter, for myself, good night, everybody. Good night. It's a good night. Wittybanter.